Hey, welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode number 31. Hey, we're glad to have you here today. This is not Nate, if you couldn't tell by my <laughs> voice. And I have not done his um, like characteristic open because that's his. That's his. And I can't, do, I can't do that. No. I can't steal that. No. Um, so I'm here. This is Ricky. I'm here with uh, Nathan. And we're going to talk about YouTube today. And uh, covering here for Nate. Nate's taking a little bit of family time. Uh, it's good to get to do every now oh, and yeah. then. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like why we do this mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true <laughs> and so we're filling in for him um but today we wanted to talk a bit about youtube analytics stats uh what to look at when to look at it um and so yeah we're just going to dive in here there there's been discussion over time questions that we get all the time as well as to um you know what stats to track mm-hmm. um when I see this, but YouTube does that, what's right. the deal? Right. Um, and so we want to dive into some of those questions. Uh, I guess, so let's just do it. I guess one of the things that I wanted to start with was, I like this question because I've seen it too. And it really annoyed me. <laughs> uh, there's a thread here in the community. Um, and the original question is, why does a video perform worse than another with a better click-through rate and retention? So, um, and this comes from Rodsters TV. And, and, and so he's saying like, I have this video. The click-through rate is higher. The retention rate is longer, but it doesn't perform as well as another video on my channel that, you know, it has more overall view time, but that's because it's been viewed by more people. Right, right. The click-through rate is lower. And I, I got to love it because YouTube will give you sometimes these little like, uh, like in just text, they'll just write out, uh, you know, fewer of your viewers are showing interest in this video. Yeah, And I'm like, are they? Because the click-through rate's higher, which means YouTube, you're showing it to fewer people. Right. So when I see this, my first thought is topic. Yeah. Um, I always wonder, okay, so what is the topic of this video? Because it is so frustrating to see a video that has better stats across the board, but it's not doing anything. It's not, you know, propelling your channel forward like it you would imagine it should. Um, and I think topic could be uh, one of the reasons there. Um, it's possible that maybe the topic of the video is just less relevant to your audience. It's possible that it is actually relevant to more of your audience, but YouTube thinks that it's possibly right. less relevant to your general audience and maybe more relevant to a specific piece of your audience. And so they're just showing it to that piece of your audience rather than showing it more broadly. Um, anyway, that's kind of where my mind goes yeah. first off. I think that's that's probably the biggest driver. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I definitely see this and it drives me crazy. Um, just like it would drive anybody crazy. And that's <laughs> maybe one of the topics we'll talk about today with statistics um, is how it can drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. And so how much to, how much to, how much time to spend yeah. and dedicate on this. Yep. But, but I'm with you there. So basically what we mean here is YouTube sees what the content of your video is. Yeah. And it, based upon other viewers' behavior, it says, you know what? This video seems the best fit for this subset of your audience, maybe not quite as much of the audience that watched your other video. And so they're just going to show it to fewer people. Now, if the video performs well with them, as it clearly is, I, I would suspect that over time, this video has a chance to 
grow sort of in that direction. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not intended to be like an expansion bucket, it may it may potentially grow in that direction. It may be that the overall interest for that topic, YouTube just sees that, you know, when other channels make videos on this topic, they don't do as well. Let's just not, you know, let's not fill the space yeah. in the suggested feeds. Let's yep. not with this video. Just this topic just doesn't do that well. Yeah. Um, and it's annoying because it's like, just give me a chance, YouTube, you know. This video is more entertaining than the rest of theirs. People will watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of is what it is. The other thing, too, that just occurred to me is that, um, and it, it may, this may or, not, may or may not be the case for this particular video in question, but I see this on, I think, on some of ours where, like, yes, we have subscribers who have rung the bell, mm-hmm. and so they're getting a notification and so they never came across the thumbnail, maybe, but they got the notification and chose not to watch it based upon the topic. Yeah. So, you know, they may never have even really seen the thumbnail. They just saw, I mean, you, they see the thumbnail, but it's like teeny, teeny tiny, tiny on the phone, right? Right. right. Um, and they just saw, oh, the topic of this video is not really that interesting to me. And they just never clicked that notification. And so it doesn't, I, I don't believe in that case that that would be included in the click-through mm-hmm, rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get notifications all the time from channels I subscribe to that I'm right. just like, well, forget it. I, right. I open up my phone, I have 13 new notifications. I'm like, I'm not, yeah. I, I, how much time do you think I have YouTube? I'm not right. watching all those. Right. Um, and I skip a bunch of them. So I think that might also play into it. It's mm-hmm. like a smaller percentage of your audience clicked on it when they saw it in their feed. Right. So I think those are maybe the two things. I think the topic is maybe the bigger one. Yeah, and the reason I think that the topic probably makes sense is I've seen in the in the analytics dashboard, um, I honestly can't remember what page is on. There are so many analytics to look through on the back end of YouTube, but I saw at one point with Nate, um, we were looking at how YouTube basically said, oh, your audience is also interested in this topic and this topic and this topic. So it's obvious that YouTube is segmenting your audience. They're using data from your channel, other channels in the same space or similar spaces and they're just going to probably make the best call um, or what they would see as the best call uh, to show the audience what they think the audience would like and so while it is so incredibly frustrating because yeah maybe you do have the best video on the topic uh, maybe there would be people who would be additionally interested um, but youtube's got to make the call to see uh, what they want to show there's so much content being put up all the time and uh, they got to make the call uh, what to show especially with the recommended uh, and that sort of thing so that kind of brings us to the rest of the discussion topic which is it is very easy if we're not careful to to read a lot into analytics and and there's not an answer yep um and we could spend hours and hours and hours digging into it and there's just not an answer and so i want to talk a little bit about sort of what analytics we Mm -hmm. use Mm -hmm. uh, what we actually look at on a regular basis and what maybe we look at when we want to do more of a deep dive yeah um for me on a regular basis when i publish a video over the first probably day or two and then even less frequently over the the week until I publish my next video, I look at the analytics I get on my phone. <laughs> so um, I'll go to the YouTube studio app. Uh, you know, my channel's logged in there and I'll see uh, latest video performance. And it tells me how it ranks out of the last 10 videos mm-hmm. um, for how long it's been published. And so I see, okay, is this a one out of 10 video? Right. A three, a seven, a 10. Um, I can watch that 
And if I notice that I'm in kind of in that maybe seven to 10 range, then maybe I'm considering changing the title, right? Um, you know, pivoting on that thumbnail, something like that, uh, to see if I can give it a bump, if I can move it, maybe, maybe give it a little more broad appeal. Um, I'm, I'm using that as well, by the way, to look at comments as they roll in yeah. so that when a video is fresh, I can respond to more, uh, more of those comments. Um, and that's showing me the ranking, the, the views, which really just ties into the ranking. Um, and then I'm getting average view duration and click through rate. If I notice the view duration is particularly low, like, okay, I might then go to the computer at some point after, you know, I've got some data, um, you know, probably not in the first three hours. Yeah. Um, and I might look at that video and look at that retention graph and see where are people dropping off. At this point, it's probably too late to do anything about it because the video's up. It's edited. All we can do is like trim and like add cards. Right. Maybe if I see, you know what? Everybody's dropping off after three minutes. I'm going to place a video card at two minutes and 45 seconds mm -hmm. and just give it one effort to send people to another video. Right. Right. If, if people are leaving anyway. But really, there's not a whole lot we can do about it other than learn from it for future videos. Um, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, let's see. Sometimes I'll click the view more. but I don't get a whole lot more there in the app. You know, if I go to the full video analytics. Oh, I do like this. There's this cool graph that just kind of shows oh, yeah. over time yeah. how this video is performing relative. It'll give you this like gray bar that just kind of shows the range of over time how your videos typically do. And then you can see where am I in my normal range. Mm -hmm. So I get my ranking out of 10, but then on top of that, I can just sort right. of see... Sometimes on that graph, I'll see interesting things like you make a quick change or something and all of a sudden it kind of upticks. Or maybe you'll see a video that for some reason after about two days, um, you know, it followed the normal trend line, but it's maybe near the top. And after a day or two, all of a sudden something hits, YouTube kind of, quote, picks it up. And all of a sudden that line, instead of leveling off, it like inverts and goes upward, right. almost in like a straight line for a while. We see that happen in a lot of videos. Um, those are the main things I'm looking at. Uh, let's see. There in the more detailed video analytics, still on my phone, I might look at, if I look in the reach tab, again, these are just like glance at some of these things. I might look, I might look at that. I don't look at that very often. Um, but that's going to tell me where people are coming from. Browse feature, notification, um, I'm noticing on a video that I published that isn't doing very well, um, you know, the click-through rate is, let me see here. The click-through rate is the one number that is like green check mark. Mm. It's normal for my channel. Right. But the others are low. Like, okay, so my view duration is low too. Uh, that's fair. But um, I'm also noticing that a smaller than normal percentage of my views came from the notification. So fewer people thought... Fewer people that are subscribed to the channel thought it was a video they wanted to watch. Let's see. It's got the top external sources. It's got most of the rest of the stuff I don't really look at. Um, the engagement. Uh, again, I can see the average view duration over time. Like I'm seeing that, you know, after a week, the average view duration is kind of ticking upward. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's because I'm picking up a little bit more from a, the new audience. Um, and, and maybe they're 
<laughs> maybe they're more forgiving. Maybe they watch the video <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is interesting to me, but my, my normal audience watches the video and says, okay, this is, maybe this isn't as mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. to me. Why didn't you make a better, better video, Ricky? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like the returning versus new viewers graph. That's kind of cool. Uh, all of this in my phone. I like to see, I do like to see kind of the, some of the demographics under the audience tab. I don't really care about the revenue tab. That's not really kind of my main reason for doing YouTube. And the insights there are kind of minimal, especially in that first week. So for basically everything in the first week of a video, it's all just on my phone and it's Mm -hmm. all to see if there's anything I can do to that video. And I think that's a really good point because especially for people who are newer on YouTube, there are probably very few reasons you need to be in the analytics. And I think that that's probably one of the top reasons is to see if there are any adjustments you can make to the video pretty soon after publishing to see if you can make uh, any increase in your analytics. But other than that, especially if you're a small creator, we see it all the time Um, on the blogging side and on the, I would say even especially on the YouTube side, because there are so many analytics to look at. Um, it becomes an addiction. <laughs> and the problem with that is, and there's nothing wrong with looking at analytics. It's, it's exciting. Your analytics can be exciting and help you kind of have some motivation. Um, but it's easy to spend a lot of time in analytics for very little value. Um, and I guess what I mean by that is that when you're just getting started, your view, the number of views you're getting um really just makes your, I, I can air quotes here, sample size very small. Right. You have very few videos. You have very few viewers um, relative to once your channel grows. Um, and so you just don't get a lot of value from the analytics because you just don't have a very large a, 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 test, a test group, I, I guess. <laughs> um, and so you just have yeah. to be really careful. And I, I see this a lot in the community. People are like, You know, my videos usually get 120 views in the first two days, but this time I only got 85. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, I get it. It's kind of frustrating. You're not really sure why. And for you. It's like a 30, 40%. Right. It's like a 30, 40% different, but really. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? There's just not enough info here. You just need to make another video, you know? Right. That's really what it comes down to. And so I would just caution you. Um, and I would have to say the YouTube app is super helpful, but it's an enabling app. It makes it so <laughs> it's a lot easier to get to your analytics uh, rather than chase, checking Facebook. You're going to end up on your analytics app. Um, yeah. And I guess if, if you're trading out Facebook time, maybe it's okay. But yeah. um, if you're trading out video creation time, uh, just be careful. Be aware of how much the analytics are actually going to help you uh, so that you can spend your time doing the things that are actually going to move your channel forward. And, you know, I just shared that that's what I look at in the first week. My channel has almost 200,000 subscribers. Right. I have good data yeah. in the first, after about 30 minutes yeah. when a video publishes. Um, if you don't have a lot of videos on your channel yet, you yeah. don't have that much data that quickly right um if you're still kind of in if you're in like phase two right you you're working on your first like 12 videos there's nothing to see here mm-hmm. i i would say don't look at your analytics yeah make those first videos let's publish them you know after phase two we're gonna we're gonna jump into um you know actually coming up with a strategy for our channel we're gonna figure out what we want to be we're gonna look for channels to draft we're gonna do all that stuff that's great um, but first you need to create some videos. Yep. 
and there's not there's just not enough data and so i do see some discussion in the in the community sometimes of like you know i already have 10 videos why why am i not seeing more it's like you know what um publish another 10 and then and then we'll talk if because someone did ask like is there something maybe buggy on my channel i have i have the 10 videos why am i not seeing your that latest video Mm -hmm. info pop up right it's like well if you're just at 10 you t- it might not have fully triggered yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there there might not be enough data yet on all ten of those videos, right? Um, for YouTube to be able to really give you anything meaningful yeah. anyway. Yeah. So let's just let's just keep creating content yep. and and move forward, and and I think that's fine. But even when you have a big channel, don't like lose creation content creation mm-hmm. time to analytics. We yeah. we don't. I don't want a micro manage or micro analyze every video we want to look at trends right and i think the risk with micro managing video by video is you look at one video and say well that didn't perform very well don't ever do that again right so what happens we make every video beyond very broad topics that apply to our whole audience so that our whole our whole audience will want to watch it okay but that means you never talk about the more specific things that are actually more helpful to people Uh, I remember one time making a video and feeling a little bit bummed about it because the, just the numbers didn't look that great. But as I watched sales over the next week or so, I was like, like, dang, that, that was a really good video. It's not the kind that, that made the channel spread or grow. Right. It was the kind that like sealed the deal for a bunch of people because the information I provided did that for them. And Every channel needs a mix of those. We need kite videos, Mm -hmm. but we also need videos that provide like substantial value for the people who are here. Yeah. Um, Even if it's maybe a subset of the people who are here. Right. We'll cover our bases. Right. We'll cover the other subsets too. Um, And so anyway, I think it's dangerous to micromanage the videos. Mm -hmm. We need to look at our channels more Mm -hmm. holistically and just see... How, how are we doing overall? Right. Now, I do think that there are some analytics that people tend to get stuck on. Um, they kind of, uh, there are probably some that could be considered maybe vanity analytics. Um, there are probably some that just are really not that important at all. Some that maybe are important and it's easy to obsess over. And we kind of talked about some of those. Um, but Ricky, I guess I, this is more of an opinion question, but what do you think? And I have kind of my answer here, but what do you think is... Um, the most um, worried about or cared about analytic that just doesn't mean that much as a creator? Um, Honestly, to to me, it's how many subscribers I have. Okay. Um, It it really doesn't matter because most channels, a very high percentage of their subscribers are no longer watching their videos. Right. Right. So to me, it means nothing other than over time, I've had this many people who have subscribed to my channel and haven't gone and through the effort gone to unsubscribe. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like to me, it's like, and you know, this is something we figured out a long time ago and, and Nate talks about it quite a bit, but like that kind of baseline of views mm-hmm. is, yeah. a, is a much better metric. Much better. So I agree with you. I think uh, subscribers are probably one and I've done this myself. And I think that it's tough because YouTube as a platform almost incentivizes us to care about subscribers, especially early on, because that's one of the metrics for monetization. Um, And I think that that is one thing that a lot of people kind of 
put as one of their first goals is to have YouTube monetization, you know, to have ads uh, on your channel or paying you on your channel. And so I think that that is one where it's like, oh, I have 500. Hopefully next month I'll get 50 more and I'll have 550 subscribers, you know? And so in the young, in the, at the point where the channel is really young, people are kind of obsessed about really it's watch time and subscribers yeah, um, or watch hours. And so I think that that's one that we have to be careful about because like you said, in the long term, it's not something that's super relevant or important. Um, it is kind of a vanity metric. You look at all these channels with, you know, you get 100,000 subs, you get a plaque. You get a million, 10 million. You know, there are kind of these milestones where it's like, good job, you did it. But if you look at a lot of those channels, even a channel with a million subs, maybe they get 200,000 views on their video. And that's kind of their baseline, kind of like what you said. So anyway, I would say that, especially in the early days, it's okay to be excited about that because it's kind of working toward a more important goal. Uh-huh. Um, but overall, I, I totally agree with you. I think that, and I think that there's kind of a general consensus there that, yeah, this is kind of a vanity metric, not super, super important, but, um, as a, as a small YouTube creator, it is exciting to see two more people subscribe to you because it shows that there's somebody that's interested in what right. you're putting out. So I think that early on, it's not, it's not bad to be excited about that. I just think you have to kind of keep more of a long-term perspective, like realizing that in the long run. Maybe after a thousand subs, maybe it just doesn't really matter that much. Or if you do care about it, like if you aren't getting subscribers, well, let's look at the reasons why. What is wrong with, why are you not subscribable? You know, there are probably some lessons you can pull out of that uh, yeah. to try and improve your videos. And and so as we go, you know, if we're talking subscribers, the one place where I might actually look at subscribers mm-hmm. is, you know, if I click on a specific video and look at the yeah. analytics for that video, and then click on the audience tab, I can see the number of subscribers gained and sort of how that happened over time, right? So I can see like, oh, you know what? I put out this video and this video over time maybe lost me four subscribers Mm -hmm. or five or 10. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, in the overall scheme of things, that's basically a zero. Right. But basically something about that video it it wasn't subscribable and it was enough that a few people were like, uh, you know what? Maybe I'm kind of tired of the content from this channel. And then you see another video and it's like, maybe it spread a bit, but also it spread and it got me 500 new subscribers right. over the first month. Um, okay, cool. There was something about that video that not only caused it to spread, but it made people want to subscribe right. to the channel. Right, good point. And then good there's point. other videos that spread and that don't gain subscribers. And you're like, oh, well, you know, something about this video made it so a lot of people were interested in it. Yeah. But it didn't convince anybody that they necessarily want to keep watching videos on my channel. So that might be something to look at sometimes, especially when you have a video that does, that spreads more or less than usual, then maybe you're going to want to look at that too Mm -hmm. and be like, you know what? Yeah, this video didn't spread, but also there's something about it that my normal audience right. disliked enough that a few right. of that, you know, handful of people even left. And I think that aside from the completely analytical part of it, where you take the analytic and you make a direct change, I think that analytics for a lot of YouTubers um, and probably especially smaller YouTubers, which I guess I keep bringing up because probably a lot of you are in that position where yeah. you're, you're working with a smaller channel. Um, 
analytics, of course, obviously are very helpful with knowing or helping with the direction of your channel. But I think another role that they do play, which we need to probably address is what they do for your motivation, what they do for your interest in the topic, in the channel. And I think that that's something that's harder to measure. Um, And maybe it's something that it's probably more on a case by case basis. Like when you look at your analytics, how does it, what does it make you feel? What does it make you, you know, we kind of talk about motivation and we kind of talk about like, what is it, what is your reason why? Um, This is something that's probably for a lot of people, something they go to for motivation, but it probably at some point can end up pretty demotivating because you see that all oh, this YouTube or this video just didn't do very well. And so probably it's something that you need to figure out for yourself. But I know for me, when I've started new channels or new websites, I'll admit I spend probably at least a couple minutes every day. I know I'm kind of outing myself here, but um, looking at the analytics, it's like, oh, yeah, I got one more view. Yeah. Like, you know what? It is motivating if I only spend 30 seconds on it then great. Um, but I do need to be careful. Like, is this going to be something that's going to make me want to create another video or is it going to make me want to stop YouTube? So I would just say for everyone listening, just keep that in mind um, and be willing to step away from that if that needs to happen. Because like Ricky said, the trends are probably more important. And when we're looking at our analytics on a day-to-day basis, you're really, you have tunnel vision kind of on the now and that can that can hurt your progress. Um, and I think that especially when you do have a young channel, motivation is a huge part of your success because consistency is what's probably going to lead you to success. You may publish for three or four or five years. I mean, if we look at some of the biggest YouTubers who have been successful, it was years before yeah. they ever got anywhere on their channel before they kind of hit a curve to where they started being really successful. So I guess that's my my attempt at a pep talk, um, you know, <laughs> just be willing to step away from those analytics for a little bit and just create. Yeah. Um, if you're doing what you love, if you generally follow what we teach in the YouTube system, you're probably going to have success if you're just consistent. Um, and then come back and look at the trends. Um, and I think that, that will just be a lot more helpful in the long run. I think that's a great, um, yeah, a great uh, sort of maybe almost mantra for, for how you think of YouTube analytics they can be really helpful for assessing things that go well, things that don't go well, and for looking for maybe pivot opportunities mm-hmm. on a channel. Um, once you have people who watch your videos right when they publish, it can be really helpful for helping pivot a video um, that maybe you didn't, you know, put out. It wasn't just right. The title wasn't right. just right or whatever. But but beyond that, um, it, it can do a lot to derail you from actually yeah. just creating content. Um, just like, you know, comments sometimes from, from people who are just mean can derail you and demotivate yeah. you from, uh, from creating good, continuing to create good content. Um, in the early days, it's going to take a little bit of time for YouTube to figure out which people want your videos yep. because it's not just the topic, it's the personality, it's yeah. everything. But eventually, you know, you're going to get paired up with the right yeah. people. And once they see who it works well with, then they can spread it out from there. YouTube, YouTube wants content creators to be successful. That's where YouTube's money comes from. <laughs> it's from people right. creating more and more and more content for other people to consume. So I don't think YouTube has anything against any of us. Um, they, they would like you to be successful as long as you'll create content that someone 
really wants. So do that. Create content. Be who you are and who you want to be. Um, and I think following the YouTube system, you're going to be able to do that. You're going to yeah. be able to come up with the right approach to your channel. Yeah. And with that approach, go with it. And then, yeah, once you have some real numbers, then there's a handful of analytics to yep. look at. But other than those, like, let's just, I guess, keep focusing where we need to focus. Yeah. Um, and that's on the content and yeah. on just doing, being the best that you can be on in, uh, in making content. I love it. Good conversation. Yeah, I think that's all. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we said we were going to nerd out over stats, but really we we philosophized about yeah. stats because I'm a stats guy. I'm a yeah. numbers guy. I love yeah. it. Data is great, um, but man, people get so hung up on it. Yeah, especially in 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 these kind of situations, and especially again until you have like lots, like tens of thousands of views on on multiple videos. You're just not the, like Nathan said earlier, if you don't have enough data, the yeah. sample size is too small yep. and you, you just can't get meaningful information. You can't pull meaningful information yep. from that data. So there's my attempt at a pep talk and my <laughs> attempt at closing it down, which I'm not very good at. So we'll see you all or you'll hear us. That's right. We'll talk. We'll have a good conversation next time again on the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.